you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. And now a man who put all of his eggs in the same basket and is now a trillionaire in the 2023 egg shortage crisis. I'm your host, Chris Voss. Welcome to the show, folks. Uh, if you were going to watch this like 10 years from now and be like, what? What's he talking about? What's the eggs crisis? You can Google it. The eggs crisis of 2023. Everyone's out of eggs and they cost like triple the amount. And me being vegan-ish uh, is really paying off right now. Anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in. We certainly appreciate you guys. As always, uh, we're now in 2023. I'd just like to announce we did 308 Shows is three hundred seven, three hundred eight. I want to be uh, clear, but uh, one of those two numbers uh, we did last year in podcasts. We run the Chris Foss Show like a radio show. Uh, we don't do things where once a month we post. We give you three hundred eight shows in one year. Uh, I think it's about twenty five shows a month. So and it's free. Damn it. So please refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. I'm guilting you heavily here uh, because we love you. Or a family that loves you but doesn't judge you, except, you know, your mom and probably your wife and your stepmom really judges you. <laughs> that should be part of my next joke, the judging of the stepmom. Anyway, guys, uh, hopefully you don't have one. But if you do, uh, tell them to subscribe to the Chris Voss Show. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, tell them to subscribe to the Chris Voss Show because, uh, I don't know, they'll be nicer people to you as your family. I mean, that's what we do. We educate people. They become better people. And then you have a nicer family. See how that works? Wow, I've come up with a whole new angle for shaming people. Anyway, guys, go to goodreads.com for Chris Voss. Go to goodreads.com for Chris Voss. YouTube.com for Chris Voss. Did I do that one? LinkedIn.com for Chris Voss. And I'll just go in circles. Today we have an amazing author on the show because we only let amazing people on the show, except for me, of course. I'm 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 the host, so I don't have to be amazing at all. Uh, I just sit here and look good. I, I sit here and let everybody else make me look good. This is why we bring intelligent people on the show because I'm not one of them. Uh, he's the author of the amazing book that just came out May nineteenth, twenty twenty two. Right now, the whole audience is like, "Yeah, he's not. He's not. He's not brilliant." Uh, he's the author, though, the newest one, the intelligent one in the show. Uh, he's the author of the newest book that came out May nineteenth, twenty twenty two. A golden pen. The Notary Signing Agent's Guide to Multiple Streams of Income. Uh, learn the best six-figure side hustles and start today. Mark Sias is on the show with us today. His wife also co-authored the book, Grace Sias. Uh, so watch for that as you guys uh, order up the book wherever fine books are sold. But remember, sales alleyway bookstores. Uh, he's a Florida native who enjoys adventure, growing tropical fruit, and adding value to the lives of others. He worked as a critical care registered nurse for 15 years, and he dabbled in pro wrestling for a season. Boy, that's a interesting resume going on there we'll talk about that he uh, he uh, learned under steve kerr i believe at uh, florida championship wrestling so uh i i suppose the wrestling helped in his in being a nurse you could wrestle people down and uh, put the iv in them i guess um in 2019 he quit his critical care nursing job to start his own legal service services business 
He is a noble notary and legal document preparer. His name is company. And a digital download site that offers Ladybird deed preparation. We'll find out what that is, which continues to thrive and grow. In 2022, in June, alongside his wife of 15 years, he wrote the book Golden Pen about their business, which is low overhead, low inventory, high demand, and high markup. Oh, I like this. I like the types of those businesses. We're uh, scheduled to release a follow-up book at the end of January 2023 called uh, A Digital Pen. I'm reading the bio clearly about remote online notary services and how to leverage their technology for revenue. Welcome to the show, Mark. How are you? I am great, man. That was a great introduction. Thanks. It's a there pleasure you, to be on. There you go. It's a pleasure to have you as well. Thank you for coming on. Give us your dot coms, if you would, please. Yeah. So uh, my main website uh, is legaldocprepnotary.com. So, you know, that's our, our big, beautiful WordPress one. And you can get to anything probably from there. Um, a Facebook uh Fan page, I guess is what they call it, is uh, would be forward slash signing agent university. Um, mm-hmm. Instagram, we're not that bit, we're not really that uh, active on there, but it's at Noble Notary Coaching. And um, let's see what else. Uh, YouTube, YouTube channel, it's the Notary Ninja, uh, the Notary oh, Ninja no. Show. So um, if the you Notary that, Ninja. Do I, have to, do I have to fight you with uh, samurai swords to get an notarization on my document? I try to. I try to incorporate some of that into there. Yeah, you know. I like that. I like that notary ninja. The notary ninja. It's like you don't even see him show up to notarize the documents. You're just like, holy shit! It just got notarized. He was here. <laughs> the coaching aspiring entrepreneurs uh, to replicate your methods. You teach people how to make more money as a notary or become a notary and be successful. The uh, Notary Prosperity Academy. Let's start off talking about. About the book so you've written the book yep. uh the golden pen why did you call it a golden pen well it felt like um when i started this business model and kind of you covered in the introduction that the low overhead high markup really no real risk mm-hmm. and the turnaround times for clients that we would see or customers whatever you want to call them um made it like it, it was like my pen was gold it was like man oh. i can't believe i got paid to do some signatures, you know, 30 minutes worth of work and get a wad of cash. So um, I had kind of always thought that, and you know, I would relate, like, I don't know if you know that it was a song by the black keys, gold on the ceiling. I'd always think, yeah, that's like, I got my gold on my pen. (laughs) Yeah. um, I did that once. I used my pen to, to get a wad of cash, but unfortunately it was, uh, at a bank and, uh, I did 10 years for it. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that, folks. Don't rob banks. That's a joke. Uh, so this is pretty brilliant and, and you help other people. <clears throat> the book is intended to, well, tell me, yeah, I'll, let's, let me put it in your words. What, what's the book intended to do? So there is, um, in this field, as you know, as a mortgage, you know, do it the mortgage brokerage. There are boom and bust cycles, or feast and famine. <laughs> and um, I felt like the, there's an entry. If you were getting into this business model, the I feel like the entry level would be a notary signing agent. And there's no shortage of people out there willing to teach you how to do that. But if you find yourself in a bust cycle, like we are not right now. Um, you're going to be in a bit of a predicament. And uh, so I knew that was coming and I wanted to kind of get this book out there to get, get it in people's heads that you, you can dodge that bullet by expanding out to very similar services to this uh, and keep the revenue going. So I it kind of like, if you just were a notary signing agent, it's like, um, 
you know, this week he's mopping floors, next week it's the fries. But you can kind of go over and be the manager if you, you know, you can move up yeah. in that in that industry. So the uh, you know, it's notary business is a good business. You guys do a mobile one. I remember, you know, in the old days, and I think there's still some people that do it. It's like you got to drive over to our place and have a sign. I like the mobile concept. I imagine you can charge more because you're doing mobile, right? Absolutely. So you can do. Um, you can charge a, and every state's a little bit different uh, mm-hmm. as what they're going to allow. Florida is uh, pretty flexible. In fact, you can pretty much charge whatever you want. Um, but, and oh. then there's what we call industry standards. So if you're conducting real estate closings, there's kind of industry standard fees that are way higher than what I would probably charge for a mobile notary fee. But um, even regardless of that, so in Florida, like a notary stamp for somebody is, it's a t- like a flat $10 fee would be the going rate. Wow. You'd be surprised how many people would come in with a stack of 50 pieces of paper and go, I got to have them all done. And I'm like, this, this is going to be good. <laughs> 10 bucks a stamp, right? So for all yep. those, there you go. There you go. The, uh, and you guys help people uh, discover ways to make up to $200 per 30 minutes to 45 minutes of work, uh, per appointment, working for yourself and in, in scheduling the mobile notary business. Yep. Yep. Basically, um, that volume exists there. It's already there. It's high demand. Mm-hmm. What uh, I'm doing is I'm putting, like I said, a little different flavor on it than just mm-hmm. conducting the loans. I'm wanting people to know how to brand themselves, build landing pages, um, wow. kind of, you know, establish a, a dominance and then establish this um, kind of cafe of services, meaning don't just, you can do more than just the note or you can do things that are really kind of go right along hand in hand with it, but don't require a whole lot of training or a whole lot. It's more of a perceived value than an actual value service. So I like that term cafe business uh, where you have, you know, multiple a la carte things you can do for people. Sure. One of the, one of the challenges I always had, and I'm kind of an old world brick and mortar guy. So this is like 20 years ago or so. I don't know. I'm what a hundred now, maybe it's 50 years ago. Um, but, you know, one of the problems we used to have, if you didn't have a title company available and it was past hours, you know, everyone would work nine to five, you know, you'd have a notary guy and you're like, hey, man, I need you to come over. And it's like, uh, we only work nine to five. And, you know, <laughs> you have mobile ones back then. And then, uh, you know, if it was a weekend or a holiday, you know, you're screwed. And, uh, you know, every now and then, I, back in the day, you'd find one. I imagine they're pretty prevalent now where you can find ones that will maybe work 24 hours a day and probably charge you, part, charge you appropriately for it. Yeah, yeah, basically. And, and I kind of place an emphasis on that with people that you can adjust your price based on what the value proposition is or what the demand is yeah. uh, at the time. So if, if it's a, a desperate situation or it's a situation where they need you to manufacture an additional witness, you can charge for that. Um, yeah. People will pay it. Hey, would this be a good business, uh, uh, being a notary for prenups in Las Vegas? You know how everyone does shotgun weddings in Las Vegas and they just you know, try to get married? <laughs> yeah, we kind of capitalize on that here in Florida. Everybody wants to get married on the beach. Um, so oh, yeah, we do go. that. Um, and as part of our legal document preparation, we do some of the uh, divorce, uh, Marriage and prenup. Um, you get both ends of the clients. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's. I get you. I got you. I got you on the on the entry <laughs> and the exit. And uh, uh, side note, it is cheaper on the marriage side than it is on the other side. Oh, it always is. That's the way it works. But that's nice. You can give them your card when you sign their marriage certificate and say, "Hey, remember, put that in your fridge. Call us for the divorce." Um, 
I believe they should have a thing called divorce insurance, where as soon as you get married or when you get married, you buy a policy for paying all the divorce attorney fees. That's the whole reason I never got married. I, I haven't saved up the two or three million I need for my divorce yet. Um, so I'm just waiting for that to do, and then I'll get married. And then I need another two or three million for the second wife. I think the second wife takes more. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Anyway, uh, so uh, what are some other tips and tricks that you talk about? Um, let's get into some of your uh, businesses that you do with coaching and, and helping people excel in this field. Yeah, yeah, great. So we do, so my business model, like I said, small legal service business, um, principally it, it revolves around um, doing notary services, but we also offer um, like fingerprinting and fingerprinting is an extremely oh. easy service that's in high demand. Mm-hmm. It's extremely easy to get into and to learn. And you, again, you can charge, you can charge a healthy amount for something that only takes a few minutes to do. Mm-hmm. Um one of the things we do that most people probably this one was a word that most people never even heard of is, is an apostille service. And um, this is where you would take uh, you would take somebody's documents and they're going to be leaving the country. So they're going to be authenticated by the secretary of state. Oh. And yeah, most people get them and they have no idea. They they're told by somebody who some powers that be you need this apostille. So they just Google apostille and then they come to me, and I, I I facilitate it for them. So, apostille. I've learned. This is why I do my show. I learned so much new shit. Uh, apostille. That's really cool. And you need that to travel. I did not know that. Basically, if you're conducting any kind of business in another country, my notarization isn't good enough. They want the Secretary of State validating wow. my notarization. So it's like an extra step. Wow. Most people don't know how the the kind of the chain reaction in there, but we do. We have some connections that are right there at right there in the town in the in Tallahassee, mm. and uh, some that also deal with the um, the State Department as well. So we can handle those documents. Mm. We can basically kind of express lane them. So. Wow! Hey, we better uh, we better get our arms dealer license check with the Secretary of State with the. Uh, uh, with the uh, apostille requirements, make sure we do that before we ship those guns to Ukraine. Um, <laughs> uh, international warlord, criminal, Chris Voss, and podcaster. Uh, so you help uh, coach aspiring entrepreneurs to help basically blueprint the success that you found in your business. I mean, you're doing really well. I mean, it's it's it notaries. I I don't know if they make a whole lot of money. Uh, just doing the basic notary business nationwide is—is is there an average income for them? You know, it seems like it's all over the map. I kind of tell people if they're asking me, "Well, what can I expect?" I want to gauge the population density where they're at. Um, mm-hmm. If you're out in the sticks, I don't probably not unless you're doing a lot of online. Now, we are fortunate that you you can't. And in 2023, you can do remote online. That's hence the book Digital Pen. I'm going to oh. break that down. Mm-hmm. But um, for the mobile stuff, which is the bulk of the revenue, you'd want to be somewhere where there's people because where there's people, people need legal documents um, signed. But um, we teach people kind of the whole process, basically start to beginning. I basically am teaching them exactly what I did. And um, I guess a short answer to the question, probably the average notary um, is probably like a thirty, forty thousand dollar job or business but if you are conducting business the way i teach it mm-hmm. it's it's 
two and a half times that if you're going to do it right. So, nice. um, and I'm in, so I'm in Port Orange, Florida. I'm a population of 30,000 people. So mm-hmm. it's not like I'm in downtown Chicago or anything. So, uh, if I can make this work here that well, then anybody with a higher population density or and each market is going to have a, a niche demand that you'd want to find like, like Vegas people prenups in Vegas, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at what the average notary public salary by stats pays. Uh, I don't know how old this data is. I'm not going to cite it. Uh, but Nevada is the second highest. Hawaii is the, the most highest. So Nevada is the second highest when it comes to annual salary. <laughs> but yeah, it looks like it's a really good income. And if you can stack this up, you can, you know, make what you're talking about in the six figure status. Yep. Yep. Definitely. It's, uh, it's just a matter of, uh, having connections and then having a good understanding. I think that, um, notaries who get in, most notaries who have just have a notary commission, it's probably a byproduct of the job they already have. Mm-hmm. Um, people who get into it, this as a business, I think they kind of get pigeonholed into just doing the loans, mm-hmm. uh, which as we talked about has its ebbs and flows. Um, and if you can, instead of just doing that, look at it as a whole business model, like instead of being a uh, Ace Hardware, be a Walmart, mm-hmm. um, then you can have, you have all these, you know, one, one business service you offer is so easy to segue into another business service that you offer. It's, it's like, it goes hand in hand, you know, the cross selling, upselling that, that same thing. It just, and that's what I teach people. I'm teaching them how to do that, how to be aware and how to read their audience uh, and look for opportunities for other things they might be looking for. <laughs> There's a picture on your website of a caveman uh, <laughs> doing some documents or something. I think we got a little laugh off that uh, and on your blog there. So check that out, folks. Uh, also on your website, you have something called Lady Bird Deeds. Tell us what those yes. are and how they work. So that is uh, primarily a Florida thing. There are some other states like Michigan and uh, Texas. There's, I think there's about five states that participate in what's called Lady Bird Deeds. Florida is definitely one of them. Uh, the backstory on it is uh, LBJ used this loophole to transfer property to his wife, um, Lady Bird Johnson. And um, that's where the name was coined from. But what it is, is it's a uh, it's a transfer on death deed. It's, so it seamlessly avoids probate. And uh, people love these things. Um, you avoids the taxes on probate, too? Avoids everything. Yep. So it just wow. completely, it completely transfers the property to the next generation. Holy crap. I'm, yep. I'm going to give that one to my dogs so they can inherit my <laughs> debt. No, how does the taxation work on that? Does, if, if, if you inherit it and then you sell it, then you have to pay whatever the original price was? No, because it, you're, you're in, so it's a trust. So it's basically a way of creating a trust just with real property. Okay. Cool. I, so, that's something I need to know about because uh, anything you can do to avoid inheritance taxes and all the crap you put up with when that happens, you know, anything you can do to avoid taxes is good as long as it's legal. Let's put it that way. Let me make that clarification. Absolutely. absolutely. I don't want to get cease and desist order from the from the big man. Uh, so, yeah, pay your taxes, people. Uh, be be Stay within the bounds of the law. <laughs> don't want to end up in prison. Uh, let's see. What else have we touched on uh, that you guys do and help people with? So we do, like I said, we offer a wide variety of things and we teach the the stuff that we offer to people, which is a credit repair services, which oh, for the most okay. part is very simplistic um, mm-hmm. as well. And kind of that's like the, the golden pan is like a 30,000 overview 
of these different business models. I even go into um, like the insurance services. I actually got into the notary business in reverse rather than starting a notary business. I was doing insurance and I was looking for ways to generate more leads. And it only made sense that if I had these people that were coming for different estate documents or stuff to seek notarization, it would be a real easy cross sell into insurance. Mm -hmm. And I was right. And then I was like, well, what else can I do with this? And then I built it out from there. So, wow. So life insurance, uh, life insurance age, uh, agent lead gen, uh, tax preparation, financial solutions. I help people with financial solutions. I go, give me your money. And they go, okay. And then I go, thanks. And then I, (laughs) Go spend it. Uh, no, don't do that, people. Uh, unless they really want you to. Uh, so let's see, tax prep services, and then uh, credit repair service, and then fingerprinting. I guess fingerprinting is still pretty big. A lot of real estate agents, I think, still use fingerprinting. They have to be fingerprinted and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Florida, everybody's got to get a fingerprint. Um, <laughs> Probably makes sense over there. Yeah. Um, can you smear it in the bath salts? No, that's a Florida joke. Florida man joke. That's a um, joke. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I used to have my uh, as a real estate agent, mortgage broker. I used to have to pass FBI and Interpol. Yeah, fingerprint every year. I'd have to go in and submit my fingerprints. They'd do a uh, annual background check on me for any felonies or any criminal activity, including Interpol. Uh, and then when I first, when we first applied for our mortgage license in Nevada back in the day before they established the mortgage commission, we were considered bankers. And so we would have to pass a full mafia background check. <laughs> and literally I'd have to, I had to disclose all my family, all the safe deposits I had, which I didn't have, but that's a mafia thing. And, uh, they literally had to go through my whole family to make sure no one was on the blacklist in Vegas and, and, uh, yeah, it was crazy days, man. Wow. They, yeah. They had to, you know, was, do you have anybody in your family's Italian from, you know, whatever. And, uh, so yeah, there's still a lot of stuff that goes on there with real estate agents and everything else. It's kind of funny how we've moved to this electronic society, but you know, there's still a necessary thing to validate these things. Absolutely. And this is uh, you know, one such example. Um, I know for the, so I think for FINRA, you have to have those too. I think for my insurance licenses, I had to do those. And mm-hmm. the idea for that fingerprinting actually came, um, cause I went in, I went in at one point, you know, as a, as a nurse, you have to have your fingerprints done. And then I had to go back because FINRA wants fingerprints. I figured you can't just use the same prints apparently. Uh, so I had to go get them for FINRA and it was such an unpleasant experience while I was standing there in line getting it done. I thought if somebody would just do this faster and kinder, mm-hmm. They could clean up. And then it was like light bulb. And I was like, well, what's involved in this? And it turns out there's not much. So There you go. So uh, I imagine uh, do you, is one of your strategies to get with companies like banks or other places. Maybe I imagine banks have their own notaries, yeah, maybe real estate agent uh, things or, you know, clients that can feed you. Absolutely. Like we can have a mutual. So one of them, for example, would be like solar sales. So sometimes Mm -hmm. guys will have somebody who want to buy solar and they're just right on the margin with credit. And we'll set up an agreement where the solar company will pay for their credit repair services. If they agree to go on board with them and go ahead and buy the, um, you know, in like say three months time buy the said uh, solar panels. So then we'll work with them. It's usually most of that stuff's usually kind of a pretty quick fix. Um, wow. That's got to so. be awesome. I mean, he's, like you say, a cafe of, of businesses and revenue streams. Multiple revenue streams are the only way to go, are 
not the only way to go, but they are the way to go, man. I've lived on multiple revenue streams for, I don't know, since 2000. Uh, I don't know, whenever we had multiple business or 20 or 30 years, like people go, what do you do? And I'm like, I don't know. I was explaining a few <laughs> things here, I guess. And the, including the international, uh, arms dealer stuff that we do. That's, uh, one of our side businesses. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's a joke there somewhere about something, but I'm not, I'm just not going to go down the road. I'm just going to leave it because I don't, I can't find the joke. Sometimes I look down the road and I go, I think there's a joke down there. Should I go down there? And then I go, I don't know, man. It's probably, I'm probably going to get lost in an alleyway somewhere. Kind of like I am now. I'm just stalling. Aren't I? See what I'm up to? Yeah. See, you're in on the joke. Hopefully if you're the smart ones. Uh, anyway, Mark, uh, what else do we need to touch on tease out, uh, uh, about who you are, what you do, and, and why people should get in touch with you and how you can help them? Yeah, uh, so great question. Um, I would say if uh, what I like about my business model and my message is that it's like shoestring budget. So there is like, you know, a lot of people think takes money to make money. Not, I, I mean, I run my business out of my house and mm-hmm. it I make twice as much as I ever did as a nurse working half the amount of time. So not true. You just yeah. have to... Keep your options open and look. And, and I'm like everybody else. I've failed at the multi-level marketing things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've been down those avenues and some, this was very, it was very easy to succeed at. Um, I wish that I had known me in 2023 and 2019 because I would have just, I would have just moved at light speed. I had to figure it out along the way. And, mm-hmm. you know, you make bad moves here and there. You you trust somebody to do some advertising and realize it's not the best. And I try to focus on, I try to teach the students to focus on very low cost ads expenditure, or very, very savvy ways to generate um, your clientele without going out of pocket, without going bankrupt. That was a mistake I made going into insurance. They just tell you buy leads, buy leads, buy leads, buy leads. And then when you're broke and you can't buy no leads, tough luck. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of some businesses. They're just the lead generation business. They're not really the selling business. They're the exactly getting. It's kind of like multi level marketing. You know, you you are the product, or <laughs> right. right. You right. find out the hard way. Yep. Yeah, and, you, uh, yeah. It's like that's why they always make you. You have to buy the product to get into the MLM. Is because. You're basically the person who's going to end up buying it. Maybe your mom will too. You know, you talk your mom into buying it and she pities you because she's like, get this guy a job. Uh, I'm just being mean and rude to MLM people. I'm sorry, MLM people. We still love you. I got the ideas for business morphed from that. I'm like, well, what do I like about those models and what don't I like? You know? I like that you can start it up for next to nothing. Mm -hmm. I don't like that you got to go out and sell stuff to people. You know, it's not high demand. It's kind of, uh, it, it's kind of annoying. It's a nuisance where our business, it's stuff. People just, they got to have it. And mm-hmm. as long as you are good at making it aware, making mm-hmm. people aware that you're out there, they'll come to, they'll come right to you. There you go. You know what you should add to your, uh, uh, your, uh, what do we call it? Your cafe of businesses. You should have funeral planning. Eh? You know, everyone needs funeral planning. Right. Or and car warranty service. You know, you know how everyone's trying to reach today about your car warranty? Mm-hmm. Be those people too. Uh, you know, since you're sitting there, you're like, hey, by the way, have you checked your car warranty while I'm signing this for you? Stamping it. Right. Yeah, I'll get you covered. <laughs> there might be an angle there. How's, how's your car working? Do you need a you know oil change? No, I'm just kidding. Maybe maybe that's a little too much of a cafe. Maybe that cafe is getting a little out of control. But well, you never know. 
I will say that like, so the process of becoming an entrepreneur, and this is, I'm not, I'm preaching to the choir here, but um, I, we learn these skills and then other people take notice of it. Mm. And then, and they may be completely outside of my, my niche per se, but they know that you, they, that you figured out what you're doing and then they want to hire you to do stuff for them. I mean, I've got uh, customers that are like, can you build me a website or can you help me get more exposure from my mm. Google listing stuff that I never intended to offer. I was just doing it for me and teaching my students. And I'm like, well, technically this works for anybody. So, yeah, you got to have a website, man. If you're not, in fact, I just realized that uh, do you need your oil change? Uh, might be a great pickup line of bars when I pick up chicks and I, I might want to add that to my Tinder. Uh, I can, I can change oil. And lots of other things too in the bedroom. Uh, wait, are we talking about what changing oil in cars? Never mind. I don't know. There's a joke there. I had to go back to it. Anyway, uh, uh, so p- how, what's the best way people can work with you? Reach out to you, learn more about what you do and your wares. Uh, yeah, you know, contact us through legal.prepnotary.com. Pretty much I got everything. Like I said, I got blogs. If you just want to, if you want to go and just check our blogs, you can, anybody that was wanted to get an overview of, what this business model looks like. The website's a good example of it. The blogs, I, I like to break it down. I would like to think somebody could read those and go, this guy does know what he's talking about. Um, he does have a good handle. I trust him. Plus he um, wrote a book. Wrote a book. And uh, that all just stemmed from uh, people asking us. It seemed like we were just running our business. We were happy in our own little world. And it was kind of my wife that pushed us into this because people were like, hey, can you mentor me? I'd like to do what you're doing. And mm-hmm. I wanted nothing to do with it. I'm like, I'm perfectly happy in my own little bubble, you know. And she was like, no, we should teach people. We should we should get it out there. And then I thought, well, let's have, if we're going to do it, let's really do it. Yeah. That makes sense. And it probably is nice that you guys are you guys both do it. So you can tag team it. Like one of you can go to one notary, one can go to another uh client, you know, you can you can double up the workload basically. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, a husband and wife team for a business model like this is a great idea. So. I think I'm gonna go start I'm gonna put on my Tinder I'm searching for notary chicks. <laughs> sounds like a good idea. I don't know. That way when I need them to sign something I can save myself some money. Sometimes um, <laughs> when she signs when she makes me sign something that says we need to talk and you need to pick up your socks and your and your underwear off the floor, Chris, in the morning. <laughs> um that's my usually my heinous crime in a in a relationship. That and leaving. Um <clears throat> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh anything more we want to touch out or tease out, Mark, before we go? Uh, gosh, what else? Well, we can talk about the wrestling if you want. <laughs> oh yeah. How'd that work out in the nursing business? Did that, uh, come, that, that, come that was kind of in between. And, um, <laughs> I will tell you that it's, uh, for something that's fake, it hurts. <laughs> I, I've, I've, uh, I've, I have this, uh, vision of, of like you as nurse ratchet wrestling, uh, I don't know, uh, Jack Nicholson to the ground or something. There is an element of truth to that. Yes. That has <laughs> happened more times than I will disclose. Yeah. Um, you like, ho- you got to pin him down and put that IV in him. In the hospitals, they have what they call a code gray, which is, um, angry person. <laughs> and, oh. uh, that's usually me. That's they call me Code Gray. That's my nickname. <laughs> so that means if you're if you're the big guy on shifts, oh, go deal with that. Um, <laughs> you're like, yeah, hey, you don't you don't need to put him in a headlock, Mark, to get the catheter in. He's okay. <laughs> He's, this one's not gray. But yeah, I imagine you know sometimes there are guys that are amped up on drugs and stuff that are you know they're all 
super powerful. Like the cops are just like pulling out their guns going, I just shoot him. Cause uh, you know, <laughs> I had a, I had one friend who was a cop who, uh, uh, he responded to a couple things where the, this is back in the day, but they dropped acid or something and they were having a really, they were like destroying the house. They're like, you know, completely uncontrollable and so crazy stuff. But, uh, so you did, do you still wrestle? I see when one of your pictures, you got a wrestling belt. No, I don't. I did that for a very brief season and realized that I'm, in fact, getting too old for that kind of thing, too. Um, but I always, you know, I always wanted one of those. That, that one's like the 80s era one for the oh. Macho Man belt. I always wanted it. And my wife was always like, no, no, no. And so finally, I'm like, hey, we're successful now. Can I get the belt? <laughs> I mean, I'm the champ. <laughs> you know? um, so for my birthday uh, last year, she got me the Oh, that's nice the, of her. That's belt. nice yep. of her. She got the belt. And there you go. That's that's a sweet wife. Where do I get one of those? Is, is there a place I can order one? Um <laughs> All my wives only get me divorce uh, papers and half my shit is gone. That's <laughs> restraining that, orders. That's <laughs> the first nine, yeah. I haven't gotten a restraining order yet. I probably crossed that off my list. I'm too nice of a person. That and when that when they want to leave or I want to leave, I'm just like, go. And they're like, you'll never find another woman like me. And I'm like, that's kind of the point. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and they probably say, I'll never, I'm never going to date someone like you, Chris. And I'm like, well, uh, I'm, I'm a lesson teacher. I, I taught you that. So I added to your life in some way, <laughs> whatever. I don't know. These are jokes. Uh, so there you go. Well, uh, Mark, I would recommend not going back into wrestling. We're getting a little too old for this kind of crap. Yeah. Or nursing yeah. for that matter. But. Yeah. It's or nursing. I mean, you know, I don't know. I still like nurses. That's in my Tinder profile, actually, to use that as a callback <laughs> joke. But, uh, there you go. Um, so fun is fun. Uh, give us your dot com so people can find us on the, and you on the interwebs, not us, but yeah. So it me. is, uh, legaldocprepnotary.com. And if you want to check me out on YouTube, it is, uh, the Notary Ninja Show. I'm usually putting out some value added stuff, uh, kind of, my mix or my take on how small businesses can market themselves. Um, and then of course our, our course is called notary prosperity Academy. It is on our main site. If you Google those words, it's probably the only thing that's going to show up. Um, and I would say other than that, I guess going out the door, um, put, put, if somebody was wanted to take a look, they wanted to dabble in, let's say like a side hustle or as an entrepreneur, or add on a, a value-added service to your existing business. Take a serious look at this. Uh, you know, I, I spent thousands and thousands of dollars to go through nursing school to get a to, to have a job that I kind of hated, and you know, to, to 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 leave to start a business that is is incredibly. I, I love doing it. It's low stress. Um, it's it's easy work. It's not rocket science. Um, and I like I said, I lay everything out. My whole whole start to finish. It's ongoing too. It's ongoing. It's not like one of those things where you close the book and you're done. I keep adding stuff into the training. Yeah, you can add the you can add the uh, change in the oil and and the funeral I'm, services. I'm, I'm going to add that right now. And the car warranty services. I'm actually thinking about that, but you know what's funny? I was on a radio interview not that long ago, and uh, the so the host actually had mentioned, "Hey, have you thought about?" Uh, you know, connecting with different local pastors because they're always in hospitals with people and they may oh, need stuff. Right. And then I thought, man, that's, I thought I had this all figured out and I just, <laughs> I found another habit, but there might be something in the, in the, in the, maybe I can get them at, get them at the marriage 
Yeah. Get him at the prenup, get him at the divorce, get divorce. and the burial, and then there I'm, you go, man. You got I, a whole life, life cycle. I, yeah, I have a lifetime customer. <laughs> a lifetime customer, call me for all your divorces. Uh, that's, I mean, all my friends do anyway. They call me up when they're divorced. They can't talk to me when they're married. The wife says you're a bad influence, uh, but then they call me when they're married. Hey, can we be friends again and party again? Because uh, I'm divorced, and I'm like, well, that six months went fast. Um, so anyway, this is great, and, and a lot to learn from you guys because. You know, building out multiple revenue streams can really help. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It can really help diversify your income streams, yep. but also kind of, um, kind of give you a bulk word, a bulk word, uh, against, uh, recessionary times Absolutely. and up and down things. So, you know, one business is doing good or one revenue stream is doing good. The other one's doing bad. You know, uh, you can balance that out. And uh, and then, of course, fine-tune any of them. So, Mark, it's been very insightful and educational to have you on the show. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Chris. It was great. There you go. And we got all your dot-coms, right? I think so, yeah. There we go. All right, guys, uh, be sure to check out the book wherever fine books are sold. Order it up. A Golden Pen, The Notary Signing Agent's Guide to Multiple Streams of Income. Learn the best six-figure side hustles and start today. I'm going to order this up because uh, I was going to start an OnlyFans, and everyone's paying me not to do an OnlyFans. (laughs) Someone said, please, Chris, if you do an OnlyFans, don't dance. And I'm like, we're charging for me not to dance on the OnlyFans. <laughs> so uh, and that's actually, I'm, I'm a millionaire already. Uh, people evidently want to see me naked. Anyway, guys, uh, you don't, no one wants to see that, uh, especially uh, my dogs when in the morning. They're like, serious? Oh, man, turn it off. Anyway, guys, uh, just the jokes there. Thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time.